Welcome to the Corporate Coven Podcast, a show where we will co-create the future of work in the age of Aquarius, using contemplative career practices and holistic human resources. I'm your host, Jessica Munson, aka That Witch From Work. Welcome, witches, to episode two. Today, I want to talk about something that is actually inspired by a recent client interaction, and it's going to be centered pretty specifically to job search. So this episode will be most important or most impactful to anyone who is currently in their job search, who is thinking about engaging in job search or initiating a career transition. And even if that's not for you, I would encourage you to stick around and listen because I bet that you have been through that at one point in your life and pieces of this will resonate and hopefully will provide a space for you to reflect on those previous career transitions or job searches that you've gone through and give you a little bit more clarity for when the next one comes up because there will be a next one. Anyone listening to this episode, the role that you're in right now will not be the role you are in forever. And part of what inspired this episode actually is I was trying to think about like, okay, I've released my pilot episode. I want to do another one. What's something that I can share? I always have a lot of ideas. And then when it comes down to like pouring them out, um, it's a little bit harder to get an idea and to organize myself of really what I want to say and how can I be intentional and thoughtful with it. But this this really stood out to me because I was working with a client recently um, through one of my lunch and learn offerings, which is where you just get, you know, a half an hour of my time over the lunch hour and you can pick my brain about whatever you want. Um, you know, job search, astrology, tarot, whatever it is. Um, it's just, it's a quick session and we can just like riff off of it. And something that the client I was working with, something they kept saying was boundaries and burnout and, you know, being able to, um, you know, being more structured environments or where there's a values alignment or something. And I kind of paused and I asked them, did you finish your Saturn return recently or are you currently going through your Saturn return? And they didn't know exactly. And a lot of people don't because that's, you know, pretty specific to folks who are actively engaged in astrology. Um, but they pulled up their chart and they are a Saturn and Capricorn person, just like I am. And so they have recently finished their Saturn return. If you're Saturn in Aquarius, you're going through it right now. But if you're Saturn in Capricorn, we wrapped ours up in 2020. And boundaries are a big thing with Saturn. I'm going to do a quick like astrology lesson for those of you that are not familiar with it just to set the stage here. But again, this is going to be like a quick lesson. There's a lot more to understanding this planet and to understanding this super important and impactful transit. Um, but essentially, you know, when we think about Saturn, what do we know about Saturn? It has rings. Saturn is about boundaries. Saturn is representative of Kronos and time. And when we look to Saturn in the chart, we think about those moments where we have to acknowledge our limitations. And sometimes those are the, are the limitations of mortality. Um, sometimes they're the limitations of what we can accomplish. And boundaries are really important in this conversation because we realize what we need to have in place to protect ourselves or to protect our energy or to physically protect us um, from our environment. Um, but because we put up these boundaries, it's also something that people can't cross to get to us, but then we have to consciously cross them to get to others, right? And so they kept using this boundaries language um, and, and thinking about job search. And so 
in this episode, I want to kind of talk about Saturn transit and as they impact our job search, as well as some things to keep in mind um, as you are engaging in job search. Now, Saturn takes between 27 and like 30, 31 years or something like that to make a full transit. And it's not exact because the planets do not make a perfect circle when they orbit. It is, you know, an oblong shape. And so the timing of it is always a little bit different and it really just depends on where it is in the cycle. Um, and so depending on where your Saturn is, again, some people are in their Saturn return right now. If you have Saturn in Aquarius, if you were Saturn in Capricorn, we wrapped ours up. Um, but when you go through a Saturn transit, we're looking at major transits. So you are born and Saturn is in one place. When Saturn makes its first square in the natal chart, it's around the age of seven years old. And what's interesting to me about this age is that you are in, what is that, like second grade, I think. And you're officially at an age where when you're little and someone asks you, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's okay to say things like, oh, I, I want to be a princess. I want to be, um, you know, a unicorn. I want to be, I have a little girl that's five right now. And so I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of anything outside of princess and mermaid. Uh, but, you know, you have these big ideas and maybe they're even fantastical. You know, they, they're outside of the, superheroes, another one. They're outside of the realm of what might be realistic. Uh, but when you hit seven and eight, this is all of a sudden an age where if you say, I want to be a mermaid, someone might look at you and say like, no, like, really, what do you want to be? There's this belief that you've been in school long enough, you've been exposed to the world long enough, that you should be able to start differentiating between what is fantasy versus what is reality. And the expectation is that you start setting career goals or life goals for yourself that are a bit more grounded in what might be realistic to achieve, right? It's, it's going to be a lot harder for someone to become a mermaid than to become a teacher or a nurse or you know, a policeman or something like that. Um, and so the first Saturn transit, the first, you know, aspect, sorry, the first Saturn aspect that you have is a square and it's around that age. And this is really when that question of what do you want to be when you grow up gets serious. And this is another keyword that we use with Saturn is this seriousness um, or sternness. So then when you are about 14 years old, and I have to keep saying about, I'm never going to be exact with this because again, it depends, it's timing, you have to look at your, you know, your own chart. Um, but around 14, this is when a lot of people actually start doing their first jobs. Um, for me, I actually started earning money through babysitting a lot earlier. Um, but for a lot of people, this is like 14, you kind of start getting like part-time jobs, you have summer jobs, you're lifeguarding, you're working in snow cone shacks, um, or you're babysitting or, or something like that, um, busing tables. But 14 is around the age where if you don't have a job, you know, that's, that's fine. But you know, most people kind of start working around this time. And so this is your first exposure, like true exposure to the world of work. Um, this is when you start determining what you like to do in work, but this is where you start getting an idea of what you have access to in work. Um, access meaning not only what are you close to and who are the people that you know that can get you these jobs, what are you physically capable of doing as well? Um, and, uh, not only what are you physically capable of doing, but are you good at it too? You know what I mean? I started noticing when I was 
what job did I have? I started babysitting pretty early and earning money that way. But around 13, 14 is when I started working at a snow cone shack. And I realized that counting back change and doing simple math was my nightmare. Talking to strangers, I could do any day. And like being creative and making food or, you know, making snow cones, I loved that. And I was really good at it and it didn't worry me. But the second someone handed me something that was not exact change or didn't just offer to leave me the tip so I didn't have to count back change, instant stress and and anxiety. And that memory has carried with me. I still try to avoid doing anything where I have to do basic simple math, especially when it comes to financial transactions, because I'm not good at them. You know, there's a lot of other things that I'm good at, which I kind of talked about in the first episode, right? Um, So for a lot of people, this is the experience. 14 is when I start actually doing work or getting paid to do work and exploring the world of work. Now, the next transit, right, is um, 21. Wait, my math's not right there. Oh, no. Yes, it is. I told... I'm. I just, I just told you I'm not good at math, okay? So the next one is 21, and this is your second Saturn square. So you have the Saturn first Saturn square at 7, you have Saturn opposition at 14, you have the second Saturn square at 21. And if you think about the age of 21, and this is if you are quote-unquote a typical, um, you know, I'm, in, I'm based in the U.S., I'm in the West Coast, and so what is typical here is um, you go to work, but this is when you really start engaging in career. If you go to a four-year university or education program where you're getting certifications, then around the time that you're 21, um, you're really like going to work for the paycheck. You start experiencing financial sovereignty from your parents. Um, maybe not totally because, of course, inflation is what it is. We all know that, you know, millennials were the first generation to be reliant on their parents longer. Um, But still, generally speaking, this is around the time that, you know, you're putting your own gas in your car and you're paying your own rent. And maybe you're still on your mom and dad's cell phone plan or insurance, but you start taking on a lot more of that financial responsibility. And the job that you have has a greater impact in how you spend your money and how you live your life. And so, Around that age is when it's really, really important that you're in a job that pays you well. And this is also you've been working now long enough that you have a better idea of what you want to be doing and what you're good at or what you're not good at. So you actually start kind of like solidifying or cementing, um, you know, making it more consistent or stabilizing your career choices. Um, So I'm trying to think about like, what was I doing? So at, you know, at seven, I wanted to be like a president or CEO or a supermodel, I think was one of my my ideas. Um, when I was 14, I started working at a snow cone shack. I stayed in service industry. After that, I worked at Subway. I worked at another restaurant in the town that I grew up in. And then um, I kept kind of working in service industries. Um, you know, I worked in retail for a short period of time. And then when I was 21, this was actually the moment that things shifted for me. For me personally, this is when I started working in call centers. And I started doing customer service, but I started doing it like virtually and kind of over the phone. And a lot of my work um, became electronic and less physical for me. There was a lot more sitting behind a computer um, and doing administrative tasks. And this was also when I started to experience, again, more of that independence. I started not just wanting a job that paid me well, but I wanted a job where I could get promoted in. I wanted a growth pathway. I wanted to think about, you know, I'm graduating soon. How am I using my education and my skills to level up in my career? And this is a pretty, again, common experience if you follow that, um, 
I want to say like more traditional pathway of, you know, you graduate high school, you go to school, you graduate, and then you get your first real job out of college, right? And then when you have your Saturn return, this is around that like, like 27, 28 to like, you know, early 30s um, experience. And this can actually be a time where you either experience like some level of like success, like you've, you've made it, you've gone through the cycle, you're finally there. But then because you've made it and you're finally there, it sometimes feels like a starting over period as well. And think about it again, because it's a, it's an orbit, the planet goes in an orbit. So it moves around in like a circular type pattern, an oval shape. Um, and then it reaches its destination point, but then you just kind of start all over again. And so a common experience at the end of a Saturn return is this moment of evaluation. Am I where I need to be? I have just spent an entire Saturn cycle exploring vocation, right? It started with trying to differentiate between what is realistic and what is not realistic. And then you move into like, what am I good at? What am I not good at? What do I enjoy? What do I not enjoy? And then you move into the space of like, is this sustaining my life? Could I make a living doing this? Um, are there growth opportunities for me? And then you reach the point of like, have I reached success? And do I want to keep going? Or do I want to do something new? And so as I was working with this client, they started saying these things and I, you know, I asked them, are you in your Saturn return? Have you finished your Saturn return? They had completed it and they were looking at completely changing industries. They wanted to move into something that had nothing to do with their bachelor's degree, which again is pretty common. Um, they wanted to completely shift industries. And, and there was this confusion because it's like, well, I've already dedicated an entire Saturn cycle to exploring my career. And now what am I going to do? Right? I already spent all of this time in school. I already spent all of this money on my education. I have completed all of this effort into achieving some level of status or some level of accomplishment in my career. And now I want to do something different, but I don't know how to do that. So quick pause, because if this is resonating with anyone, you are not alone. This is such a common experience. And I know that not only because it's something that I did go through personally, and I've witnessed friends and family members go through, but this is a really common time for me to work with clients. I mean, again, if you think about when I was working with people, I was working with them around that age of 21. I was working with university students on the cusp of graduation, trying to think about like what they want to do. Um, and then I work with like primarily mid-level professionals that are around that Saturn return age and are looking to make a transition, a career transition of some point in time. And something that's really, again, common when we talk about making career transitions is that because you have developed so much time trying to acquire a certain level of expertise, but you now want to make a shift into a new industry, you feel like you have to start all over. You feel like you have to go back to square one. Um, and in some regards, you do. But this is where I think people get it wrong. And this is the piece that I hope is really helpful to people. You think you have to start all over again, meaning that you need to go back to school. And this is something that my client was saying. And actually, I just got booked for another astrology reading. And as I was reading over the notes, the major question that they're hoping will be answered in our session together is, do I need to go back to school? And it's interesting to me because in we've been conditioned to believe that that is actually square one again, is going back and getting our education. But if you honor the way that the Saturn cycle impacts your career decisions, then going back to square one is actually going all the way back to your natal Saturn placement. So you actually want to go back to the moment of 
your birth, right? And I think this is why I love incorporating astrology with clients and it's not impossible to work with people in a career capacity without astrology. Um, but for me personally, this is why I love incorporating astrology because it really gives you that objectivity when you're trying to look at who you were as a child and then like growing up. This is another thing that I think people get terribly wrong when they're working with um, folks without astrology. When you're trying to think about like what are the gifts that you had as a child? What were the things that you were really natural at? Um, there's, there's a lens that we see these things through. I, my least favorite thing is when people say, go to important people in your life and ask them to tell you what they think your strengths are. I think that is one of the most like bullshit things that we advise people to do, um, is ask other people what our strengths are because they're projecting themselves onto us. They're celebrating in us the things that they want to be good at, or they think that they're good at and are actually are their strengths. Um, additionally, like we have been projected onto our entire life. So again, when we were little, we wanted to be these like fantastical things. And that was fine until people started telling us, they started telling us what was and was not realistic. Well, I want to be an astronaut. Well, not very many people become astronauts. You actually have to be very, very smart to become an astronaut. I want to be a supermodel. Well, you know, being a supermodel, that's really, really hard to do. And you have to be really beautiful and, and you have to, you know, have time to travel and, you know, all these other things. Well, I want to be a professional athlete. You know, that's not very easy to do. We started having other people place their limitations on us, which, you know, to be fair, like some of that's realistic. Not everyone gets to be, you know, president in their lifetime. But but we started getting we started learning about restrictions because of what other people thought was possible for us. Right. And so it's it's such a waste of time to go to other people and to ask them to reflect back to us what our strengths are. Um, this is why I love astrology, because we actually know ourselves very well. But our perception of ourselves has become convoluted as we have everyone around us reflect onto us and project onto us. And the natal chart is honest, and it is objective. And uh, it's valuable because you, again, are the subject matter in your own life, but you get to use a, like a tool of astrology to see that, to have it serve as a mirror. It's that as above, so below, as within, so without, right? Like we are a reflection of our birth chart and we are a manifestation of the transits at the time that we were born. So when you go back to square one in your career, go all the way back to your birth chart. And in your birth chart, and I talked a little bit about this in my pilot episode, in your birth chart, there are keys, there are clues, there are signposts, there are indicators of your strengths. And these are things that if you, you know, if you have tuned into them, or if you grew up in a really supportive environment, or you were raised by someone who had this knowledge, um, then this will come a little bit more naturally for you. But a lot of us didn't have that luxury. And so you want to go back to your core self, who you are at your very core, who you were when you were born before um, you became a convoluted, like, projection of the people in your life. Because you want to know what your natural preferences are. You want to know what your strengths are, right? You want to know what you like and what you don't like. So you actually start with the birth, but then you move into the Saturn square, right? What did you learn in your Saturn square? What did you learn around the time that you were seven years old? What, what did you have access to? What did you learn in the Saturn opposition? What do you like and what are you good at? 
And then what did you learn even in your second Saturn square of what do you actually need to sustain your life? What are your values? What, what money, what level of status do you need in terms of socioeconomics um, to sustain the lifestyle that you want? Once you re-clarify all of that, then you're actually able to thoughtfully and consciously engage in the job search process. So this is something that I do not talk about in my vocational astrology intensives, which are about 45-minute pre-recorded astrology sessions where I look at um, you know, significations in your birth chart specific to vocation. But this is something that we can talk about in a traditional astrology reading, which you can book with me through my website. It will redirect you to the accessible astrology platform where I am a network astrologer. Um, this is something that we can talk about is job search specifically with engaging in your Saturn cycle. And what are those moments in time, um, those Saturn square oppositions? Um, and what did you learn from that? And how can we now reintegrate this? Because starting Starting from square one is not, do I go back to school or not? And we can talk about that because again, I, you know, I have acumen in that. We can talk about what job titles are interesting to you. What have you thought about and is additional education necessary or is there something else that you haven't thought about or what's a way to translate your current experience um, and, you know, how do you redirect that into a new career? But I think for most people where they where they get it wrong in job search is immediately just going to like, do I need a new degree? And you don't. What you actually need is true clarity on who you are, what you like, what you are good at, what your values are, and what you need to sustain your life. All right. Once you have all of that figured out, it's so much easier to engage in your job search. That's how you avoid finding yourself in the same situations. Because if you don't do these things, then it doesn't matter if you change industries. It doesn't matter if you change job titles. You will still be in a situation where those, those pain points, those things that you're experiencing that inspired you to look for new work in the first place, you'll feel those again. We are doomed to repeat history if we do not consciously work with the lessons that we learned the first time around, right? The planets move in orbit. We go around and around in these cycles. And so when we work with this consciously, we can be co-creators in our life, right? So that's the goal. That's what I want to talk about today. This is going to be a two-parter in the next episode. Um, I'm going to talk more specifically around uh, engaging in job search thoughtfully with your natal chart, but we're going to move beyond just starting in square one. Um, we're going to talk about now that you've clarified those things, what do you do next? So you're going to want to check that out. Um, again, if you are currently in job search, if you are thinking about doing job search, uh, save this episode, come back to it. And if you want to book a reading with me, check out my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com. Thank you for listening to part one job search advice from me, that witch from work. If you are interested in learning more about your Saturn cycle and how you can incorporate it into your job search, be sure to check out my website with current offerings and different ways to work with me. Also, you can connect with me on different social media platforms. My handle is that witch from work. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn as well.